Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Marvelous Miss Maisie. This week, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Homie. No, no. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, no, yeah. You, and you, we it, have... would, it would be weird if we started talking about that one. Um, that's the new one that just came out this weekend. Just came out. I saw it two days ago. So I'm going to try to <laughs> be Not relatively Spider-Man. Shut your goddamn yeah. mouth, Tim. We have <laughs> okay, two oh very special guests with us. We have Charlie Laud and Matt Laud joining us tonight, the sisters of the Marvelous, I mean, the brothers of the Marvelous, <laughs> Miss Daisy, who are much more familiar with the Marvel Universe than I am. I don't know. I think at this point you might be more familiar than me with it, just yeah. through watching everything that you've watched. I have been commenting on conversations referring to Marvel movies more often now oh yeah so there's a there's a point to this hooray there's i think i have a new personality <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm a nerd uh but welcome to the pod w welcome to the pod matt and charlie Boys. how how we uh how we doing how we feeling what's the what's the vibes what's your relationship to the mcu <laughs> spider-man maybe specifically uh, well, hello, Tim. Hey, this Tim. Is, this is Matt speaking for all of the listeners at home who don't recognize my voice. I'm going to give you a, a chance to imprint on my voice, understand what I sound like. Now, Charlie's going to speak. Uh, this is my voice. I thought about doing a bit for a second, but I just kind of want to get into it. Like, yeah, we're very similar voice. So, you know, good to have the distinction. There. We're both going to talk like this the whole time. Oh, fast shots. Okay, MCU. I see you later. All right. Do you um, see where I get it from? All right. Uh, I talk like this every episode. Hey, Tim, to answer your question, if I had to, if I had to elaborate, Maisie, I think, has... Um, actually, I'd give myself the knowing the most about the MCU. I, I, I'm not like a fanboy, but for some reason, I feel compelled to like have assembled a mechanical understanding of how everything in the universe works. Like, I, I kind of don't care. Like, there's some people who, like, bring their little Captain America shield to the movies... But I'm like, yeah, who is that background actor? And which other ones was he in? Like, I need to know. Because I'm just, I'm really yeah. fascinated by how they pull off this much continuity yeah. in a project this big. It's huge. I, yeah. I it's, feel like it's annoying in a lot of ways. <laughs> My relationship with it is like, I loved the original, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man when it came out. I was probably, like, 11 or 12. Does that right, sound right, Char? We, like, went to go see it at a movie theater in our hometown, and I was, like, totally bowled over by it. But since then, I, like, came of age and sort of felt like superhero movies were not my cup of tea, but I sort of play the game of caring more about the like industry machinations mm. of making the mm. Marvel MCU yes. now, which I feel like a lot of people is like, you're almost looking forward to see like, oh, like how did they use this villain or like how did they adapt it or whatever. Like the content of the movie is almost superseded by the creative choices that went into it. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the first Spider-Man movie came out with like 01, 02, I want to say. And yeah, that sure. was, that was new. It was new. And now this Spider-Man movie is the 16th movie in this series. It's the third Spider-Man series in the last 20 years. It's just, bam, 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 bam. yeah, it's just, it, it, it's a, it's the way that the content has changed and the way that it's just been popularized to the point where now, you know, it's very different going to see Spider-Man No Way Home than it is to see even Spider-Man 2 back in 04 or something like that. 
because the uh, landscape thing, is just so different. I do want to say is that I think we all saw the first sure. Spider-Man together. And not only that, Maisie, if I'm remembering correctly, you had to leave because the Green Goblin was too scary. We've discussed this on the pod before. <laughs> okay. It was too scary for yeah, me. Yeah, we have. We have. <laughs> it's so... Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, before we jump into the plot, I do want to say that I was... Let's talk about what Maisie was expecting. I was expecting yes. the J.K. Simmons character to be this exact same in this movie. <laughs> Just like hire the news reporter guy that's like, get that Spider-Man. <laughs> and uh, I was also a little upset that I didn't see anything having to do with the Spider-Man meme with the two other Spider-Mans where they're all pointing at each other. I thought that I was maybe gonna see a little bit of that. Um, so your, so your, your, your expectations was that this was gonna be a movie of memes? And I was disappointed, okay? I was disappointed. That it would, that it would be a movie of memes and, and that the dude from the movies two franchises ago would be reprising his role. I don't, you see, you're talking about continuity. Let's be real here. But like, having not seen No Way Home yet, but also knowing that we're in like this, the multiverse phase of Spider-Man movies, I feel like... Yeah. Oh, there's a oh. lot of up. I mean, I don't. I haven't read anything Careful. about it. <laughs> Careful. But I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of meme shit coming down the pike. Well, the credit sequence for um Spider-Man. There's into, lots of opportunities. Yeah. yeah. The credit sequence for um Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, you played off a lot of those memes, which I, I mm -hmm. appreciate. Oh, okay. Into but the Spider-Verse. We might. We. I might want to like do an episode on Into the Spider-Verse. It's not related to these movies at all, but it's just really. It's just really good. It's fantastic. Is it, is I just it really not like a Marvel movie. movie? Is it? It's just... a Marvel movie, but it's not in the the MCU. It's not right. in this like okay. timeline structure kind of thing. Is it still with uh, Tom Holland? No, it's a uh, Miles Morales. It's a. Wait, a, there's more. another Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a whole, not it's a just, whole ass thing. Yeah, not like just one. Seven weird <laughs> Spider-Men in that movie. It's great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the actors that we see in this. We see the return of a couple people that we've seen before. Uh, we saw Tom Holland uh, as Spider-Man in Captain America: Civil mm -hmm. War. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Stark, uh, played by Robert Downey Jr., is in this. Uh, it's, uh, also, John Favreau plays sort of a bigger role. Happy Hogs. Uh, but then hey, we see some people, Michael. Mike, Michael Keaton is the villain. Oh my gosh, he's as Birdman in this. Reprising his role as Birdman. It's not the Green Goblin, though. What's his name? Willem Dafoe. It's not the Green Goblin. He plays Vulture in this movie, Vulture. Adrian okay. Toomes. So oh. we have Vulture, we have Falcon, we've got Hawkeye, Hawkboy, mm -hmm. Hawkguy. A lot of birds to know and a lot of bugs to know. That's yeah. what Ant-Man and Spider-Man, Black Widow, who's neither. Uh, also, smaller roles, Zendaya's in this movie. Uh, we get uh, Jacob, Jacob Batalon plays ba Batalon. Batalon? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Uh, he plays Ned, uh, his, Ned. His, his friend Ned. Uh, uh, Tony Revolori from <laughs> Grand Budapest Hotel. I was is so in yeah. like Thompson. surprised to see him. He was great. Yeah. Marissa Tomei, you know, like it's kind of crazy. Well, Hannibal yeah. Burris was my favorite of the characters you put <laughs> in the list. I, yeah, no. And uh, Martin Starr is, is also in it as a teacher. Who's uh, Martin Starr? He's like their, their chaperone teacher guy. Oh, yeah. And he was also in The Incredible Hulk. 
Was he in the Incredible? Yeah, he was the guy in oh, the yeah, pizza. He, yes, he has like a little. That is kind of yeah. Is that yep. It's canon. Yeah, he's probably you know was studying to get his teaching degree in the Hulk movie, and then got here. I don't know. You can make up your own continuity, <laughs> however you like. But uh, yeah, uh, pretty start started cast. I get a text from Maisie most of the time when uh, I'm watching these movies. She's watching these movies, and the text that I got today was was like a e red carpet. <laughs> like a, th- yeah, there's so many celebrities in this film. <laughs> there are. Dan- Donald Glover's in this movie. Donald Glover. Oh, has yeah, a he was really good movie. too. He's like, I feel like one thing I really liked about this movie is that. I almost universally loved the casting, mostly because they didn't give me too much of anybody. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Donald Glover's in it exactly as long as is satisfying. Like Marissa Tomei is great, but she's in like three scenes, so it's like mm-hmm. a treat every time, but nobody overstays their oh, welcome. Yeah. Like even like Zendaya, <laughs> who's a huge deal, is like She has like four lines. Like you yeah. don't even realize who she is until the end of the movie. I knew. Yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, also, um, Donald Glover plays someone named Aaron Davis, who is a good family friend of ours. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I knew a guy from high school named Aaron Davis. And I'm sure he Same guy. does not listen does to not this podcast. Does that, that oh, okay. there's a prominent superhero character named Aaron Davis. Let's talk about the plot. Let's talk, talk about, about the plot. plot. Hey, movie. Can we talk about the plot? <laughs> can we talk about this plot? Can we get to going talking about the plot? Perfect. Following the Battle of New York in 2012, Adrian Toomes and his salvage company are contracted to clean up the city, but their operation is taken over by the Department of Damage Control, DODC, a partnership between Tony Stark and the U.S. government. So the opening scene is a construction company cleaning up after the the Avengers fight. Can I Uh, make one interjection here? Please. I think it's very interesting, like, just the, like, I like how in the MCU movies, there's this like idea that little moments of history are being affected or like we're at it. Like the, the battle of New York is a thing in geopolitics or whatever. Yeah. In mm-hmm. New York. Like the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Like you hear the history teacher talking about the Sokovia Accords in the background. I just think that's like a cool touch. It yeah. feels very internally consistent. Also, this yeah, whole it's like neat detail and, and that they can build from other movies to make like the thrust of this movie is well i got fucked over by tony stark yeah you know and that wouldn't happen in it's another spider-man you know when hannibal burris calls captain america a war criminal (laughs) (laughs) oh also like like, you gotta listen to that guy i'm pretty sure he's a war criminal but let's let's Um, do some (laughs) sit-ups the fact that they like i know i mean not to go too much into well can i talk about the hawkeye show for a half second yeah, please. Yeah. All I'll say is that um like to <laughs> reference to go back to the 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 Battle of New York in this and then in Hawkeye, I feel like one thing that's difficult with franchise superhero movies is the whole like, oh, this again? Yeah, like yeah, like, sure. oh yeah, that wasn't a big deal when New York was decimated. And so when they bring it back, it's kind of like saying, "Oh no, this was like Yeah, we got to clean up yeah, there was significant damage done here, and it's a thing people think about. And I think that's a cool thing. And it's also interesting because, like, this actually happened after 9-11. Like, there was a yeah. traffic jam of, like, government agencies and, no, like, the cops and the firefighters and, like, all these different groups literally didn't know how to, like, make room for each other or, like, and I just thought that was, like, 
I liked that they weren't dumbing it down for me. Like, very streamlined, but also very real. And I think it would have been, yeah, I think it would have been, 9-11, I've always said the 9-11 cleanup would have been a lot easier if Captain America existed. You've said it, you've been saying <laughs> it for years! <laughs> Wait, this is a weird question. So is 9-11, did 9-11 happen in the MCU timeline? I don't know. I don't think I they've mentioned it. I feel like it did, it. because the first Iron Man movie feels like it is. Is about, is like Afghanistan. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's safe to assume that 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 that, that happened. That the horrible tragedy happened. They're and not. Like, they're, they probably haven't mentioned it because they can't make little fucking jokes about it. Little, <laughs> I mean, quippy little. You can't have Ant Man just be like nine oh, eleven. You know, you, like it's not. Well, also the only alternative is that it takes place in a world where the twin towers never existed because there are a million shots of the yeah. New York skyline. Yeah. So mm-hmm. either nine eleven is real in the MCU, or there was never the twin <laughs> towers. Yeah, they just which did is, not. Build that even tower. weirder yeah. which would mean that home alone 2 can't exist in the mcu <laughs> <laughs> this is huge the implications uh, of this are huge you know when you really think about it we if are home alone 2 doesn't in. exist in the mcu that means donald home alone trump doesn't does. exist in the mcu <laughs> it also means that the uh, award-winning documentary man on wire doesn't, doesn't happen it doesn't exist in the mcu uh, well yeah just, no uh, one's ever referencing it so maybe that's true <laughs> circus performer in france <laughs> i'm sure there's some absolute nerd who's made a list of all the things that canonically have and have not happened well, that's not you tim and uh, no <laughs> that's what i signed what's up what's that for? whiteboard behind you <laughs> that just says 9-11 question mark 9-11 question mark ant-man question what's mark. that giant picture of osama bin laden you have right behind you <laughs> <laughs> next to a picture of paul rudd i don't understand you lived of the cellophane and it's iron man <laughs> okay Look, so I'm, do- I, I got a lot going on i got a lot going on all right i'm trying to plan for my future um okay so we have exploring the past dolores umbridge telling everyone to get out of here because they want to clean up and um michael keaton and i was like what because i didn't know anyone in this movie other than tom holland and zendaya Mm -hmm. and i was like he's in the mcu i feel like this is a little he's a little too highbrow for the mcu but turns out to do um a couple scenes where i clutched the pearls and was like no he elevates stuff. I mean, he's Michael fucking Keaton. Uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. they get actors in these that Diane really... Diane Keaton's sister, brother. Sister, sister. Can I just say about Michael Keaton, I love how, like, sort of low stakes he is as a bad guy. Like, he's extremely compelling in his performance, but he's just mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah, like, the, the man is steamrolling me. Yeah. So I'm going to take what's mine, and I have a New York accent, and I wear a leather, leather jacket. It's great. It, like, really, like... Like the MCU movies feel so overstuffed so much of the time that He's they blow it up. Villain. Everything has to be the world is ended. The, you got to protect the world from ending. He's trying to make some and money. in this one, it's just like there's a arms dealer in in Queens. Then we got. Well, the problem with that is it's kind of like, oh shit, he might be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's also, what makes a really good good villain? Film. Yeah, they're them being right but going about it in the evil ways them vaporizing a guy and being like whoopsie daisy (laughs) that scene where he's like what's the difference between me and the and like tony stark who's just dealing arms across the world it's like shit (laughs) (laughs) oh no i mean i guess he's not wrong but the scene where he vaporizes the guy by accident i was like holy shit like Shots fired. And like the Lit- fact that Lit- he's Lit- like, Lit- oh, I thought this was the anti gravity, whatever. Yeah. Like, dude, you just melted a man. Yeah. Like, he just shrugs. He's just like, <laughs> the, whoops. 
Worth noting, we are one sentence in. Um, <laughs> uh, enraged at being driven out of business, Toombs persuades his employees to keep the Chitari technology they have already, already scavenged and use it to create and sell advanced weapons, including a flying vulture suit Toombs uses to steal Chitari power cells. So this is kind of like a cold open, too. Like, this is before like the logos and stuff. And then I do want to mention a small little fun detail. When they do the typical Marvel fanfare sort of Marvel Studios logo, they have an orchestral version of Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever Spider-Man. Okay, and I thought so that was nice. I thought I that that was from, I thought that was from the Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was a that was a real thing. You didn't realize that the Simpsons was making a reference. That's no, I didn't, Tim. <laughs> so I was like, this must be a real Spider-Man song when they did it in the Marvel the <laughs> title sequence. This is what this podcast is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten we haven't talked about the Grinch yet, but we will. I'm sure we will. <laughs> and uh, it's the eight- holiday season. <laughs> Eight years later, Peter Parker is drafted into the Avengers by Stark to help with an internal dispute in Berlin. They, we see Captain America Civil War in a like home movie perspective yeah. from Peter Parker, uh, which I thought was kind of cool and cute. Uh, but then he resumes his studies at the Midtown School of Science and Technology when Stark tells him he is not yet ready to become a full Avenger. Maisie, you mentioned in the Civil War episode that you really liked the dynamic between Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. Does yeah. that continue into this movie? Yeah, um, it's a little bit more, they really drive home like kind of the father-son thing in this movie a lot more. Um, but it's still cute. I got more of like that Marvel cuteness, however, from Tom Holland and Happy Hogan and like their oh, yeah. silly phone calls and stuff. I do like that Happy, I mean, he, he uh, John Favreau was the director of Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Right. He, he like kind of launched... MCU gave himself a little cameo role and now he's no longer directing them but he's like yeah I'll show up and be yeah. a little fucking doof yeah. for, <laughs> for a big old doof I have a question the yeah. the in the Avengers internal dispute in Berlin I like got that Peter Parker was invited to Europe by Tony Stark mm-hmm. and that that's eventually what he calls the internship but I the the internal dispute of the Avengers thing completely. I am learning that now. That was the movie, the whole whole last movie, Captain America: Civil War. That's uh, like the Civil War, is which is a internal. movie that I have seen and did not like. <laughs> it's kind of bad. <laughs> I didn't like Maisie, it either. Maisie also, Maisie also, I watched this movie. I came to your home and yeah, watched this watched movie with, with Maisie, and Maisie was just like. <laughs> oh, so the scene where at, on the on the um the tarmac. airport, yeah, like so the airport tarmac fight that's happening uh, between the scenes of his little home movie. Yeah, thing. I yeah, that it. was yeah. So that was so that big, you know. Oh, Ant Man just got really big. I gotta put my phone down. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that was yeah. That's a little interconnectedness. A little, you know, nod to the fans. But also, I thought it was a way to just be like, well, this is Peter Parker. This is, mm-hmm. he's just a, he's a fucking child. Yeah. And uh, this is his way of, oh, man, it was so crazy. You know, I fought Iron Man. And he That's a good does a backflip. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
He's adorable. Like, Tom Happy Holland Hogan's is adorable. Like, the, the walls are very thin here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's adorable. He's a good Spider-Man. I think that this is the first one where he's like a child. Where like, I mean, he, I mean, Tobey Maguire was in high school in those movies, but also a full-grown well, man. A full-grown man. Another interesting <laughs> thing about this movie is that everyone is attractive. Like Tom Holland is an attractive mm-hmm. man. Zendaya is attractive. Like. Even Aunt May is attractive Everyone in this movie, is, which is yeah. not a choice the other movies made. <laughs> Everyone's an attractive man in this movie. Marissa <laughs> May is an attractive also, man. Not only that, like, it's canon that she's very attractive. Yeah, like, yeah that's Stark like, like hey, the joke. A... The joke, like, it's like, I mean, I love Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei is an incredibly attractive person, but she's in the, these movies to be like, for Tony Stark to be like, hey, how's your hot fucking aunt doing? <laughs> how's that how's this sweet ass on your aunt, Tony? <laughs> like, that's my aunt. Shut up. Yeah. She gets like free Thai food because of the oh, yeah, chef. guy's so hot. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. It's on the house. <laughs> they are so nice here. Like <laughs> he larbs you. <laughs> yeah, good larb content in this movie. Great larb content. Um, I still like their relationship between uh Peter Parker and Aunt May when they're not talking about how Aunt May's hot. I think that I don't know. Like, does but it make more are, sense? Like it's charming in its own way. Does it make more sense that she's like a, a hot late forties person or the elderly woman that is in the She's a million years old in the Toby Maguire? In the Toby Maguire. She's also Marissa Tomei is like Fifty-four in this. Yeah, movie. it is. It's She's, a yeah older it, than you think. It's not what a fifty-four-year-old looks like. It adds a lot of um kind of mean but charm that it that didn't have that it didn't have in this the toby Maguire one yeah but you also like, can't yeah, get the weight you know <laughs> i think it's harder to get the weight of just like marissa tomei can't be like i am a wise old woman who will give you advice it's just like i'm marissa tomei hi <laughs> they explain- oh, i'm wearing out. an oven mitt do they explain where <laughs> uncle ben is in this movie is he already they have not even movie? even in no way home they have not mentioned uncle ben they once i think the, the only degree that they mention it is using phrases like after everything that happened right after he moved to the south and started a rice company (laughs) (laughs) i did have like a a quick thought where i thought (laughs) that it keeps burning i'm sorry peter i have to go (laughs) with great power comes great responsibility and And my response is burning a hole in my pocket great beans great responsibility bean i'll cut that joke out we're gonna just move forward parker quits his school's academic decathlon team to spend more time focusing on his crime fighting activities as spider-man his best friend ned eventually discovers his secret identity so there's a big montage early on of him just kind of doing little petty crime theft stuff while waiting for a, a big avengers phone call uh my favorite part of the movie is he's just on a roof and there's a guy who's just like hey spider-man do a flip do a flip yeah (laughs) i like that like what's that actor's name i don't know he he's a he's a he was at the comedy club uh, in vermont a couple weeks ago doing improv actually i saw his face on a poster and i was like i know that guy he's also Um, in shang chi yeah, he's in Sha- he, he his character makes a reappearance in Shang-Chi. Oh Shang-Chi-Oka. yeah, I've seen Apparently that. Apparently his, his like, character hey, moves to Yeah, Zach Cherry. His name is Zach Cherry. Super funny. 
Yeah, very funny guy. They have a lot of like little, little hilarious people. Like JB Smooth is J- is that JB Smooth who's in this movie? He's in the second one, I think. He's in the second one. Is he not in this one? He's in the second one. But they have just like tiny little like Martin Starr. They do the like the thing where it's just like we couldn't have kids die on a field trip. Not again. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the jokes in this are very funny. Um, Thoughts on Ned. What do we think about Ned, his friend? I don't think Ned is in the comics at all. I think this is a MCU OG character. He's actually Um, repurposed from the Miles Morales storyline. Oh, okay. What the fuck does that mean? Like, Miles Morales has a roommate named, like, Ted or something, who's, like, similar kind of guy. And they're like, yeah, we'll just take that. Um, it's nice he has like a little friend yeah I thought it was cool and I like the scene when they're doing just like random stuff at the wood shop and neither of them has PPE on and the teacher's like don't put your fingers in the blades (laughs) (laughs) there's a great bit in this movie where Peter Parker and Ned are having like a very frantic conversation in the hallway at school and Peter Parker is like I have to stop Vulture or something. And Ned is like, but we have a Spanish test. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I just love how on the nose it is of like, oh, this is a movie where a kid has to decide between being a superhero and having a Spanish test. Yeah. And like, there's <laughs> another scene where he drops his backpack and a retainer falls out. So high school. Yeah. He's, and he gets excited about his, his Star Wars Lego sets. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's a kid. He's this is a child. There is yeah. a child in this movie. It was, I feel like one thing that always confuses me with Spider-Man's is, like, with position Spider-Man's. whether or not Peter Parker is cool. Yeah. Mm. Like, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell, like, is he, he doesn't seem like a loser. He seems like, like a, like a cool, kind of cool kid. But maybe it's because it's like a magnet school where everyone's sort of a dork. Yeah, but the yeah, Flash at, doesn't like him. There are definitely plot the flash where he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm, like, <laughs> afraid to tell this girl that I like her. Like, in the text of it he is bad at being that age yeah Yeah. he doesn't act cool most of the time i think it is an interesting dynamic that they play with here where it's like he's yeah definitely i i mean in the andrew garfield spider-mans he's like skateboarding and he's like he looks like andrew garfield so it's just like you can't really play it off that this guy's like a loner or a nerd Mm -hmm. but in this one even even though tom holland is like a cute and attractive boy you know who's got a lot going for him he's at the the nerd school he's yeah. at like the high school mit of new york or whatever and he's at like laguardia for science yes exactly so <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> i also just like that this is a movie that i think gets queens right like New York City has houses and neighborhoods and they yeah. tend not to make New York movies that way but like just the scene where he's like kind of doing parkour over the houses and like web swinging like through trees instead of buildings, yeah. I thought was yeah. really well done because like it honors the reality of New York and a yeah, it's right after it. the party where he he goes out and he's yeah. like doing a big like to do this the the web and it's like an open field, it's like yeah. a golf course or something, and he's like, and all right, the, I guess I'm running. And they what he runs through someone's backyard where they're watching the same like scene from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I yeah. thought was so cute. I thought that was way too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was literally like five seconds before that happened. I was like, man, they're really just doing that scene, huh? And then yep, 
and then they. Oh, I liked it. Well, he literally <laughs> says like "smells great" or something, and it's like, okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I know what we're. I know yeah. what this is, and it's like, do you? Here's Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Here's the movie. He's gonna say, "I love that movie" while running through. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I liked it. <laughs> One night when on patrol, Parker comes across Toombs' associates, Jackson Bryce, the shocker, and Herman Schultz selling weapons to local criminal Aaron Davis, who's played by uh, Donald Glover. And Donald Glover has a fun little line. He's just like, hey, do you have like a, do you have like a gun? Do you have like a regular gun that I can buy? I'm not trying to like vaporize yeah. things. Like, He's so chill just... about it. Uh, one thing I think this synopsis doesn't mention is how funny Peter Parker's ringtone is, but really <laughs> solid bit. Yeah. What is his ringtone? He looks like a yodeling man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, why would that be it? <laughs> Cute choice. Uh, uh, it should be noted that the re I think the reason why Donald Glover is in this movie is because he pretty famously has both a stand-up bit and a real-life Thing that happened to him where uh, they were recasting Spider-Man in like 2012, I think, when Andrew Garfield became Spider-Man. Uh, and someone put up like, why not Donald Glover? You know, why not Donald? And he like retweeted it. And then there was just the deluge of racism. Just like, we can't have a black Spider-Man. There can't be a black spider And s since then, it was kind of a joke slash real thing of like, Hey, you know, Donald Glover should be Spider-Man. And so I think that that's the reason he's in this movie, probably. He's also and... in Into the Spider-Verse. Is he in Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, right? I don't think so. He's not? Okay. Who do you think he plays? Dude, I thought you just told me this the other night. Oh, no. So Aaron Davis is in... Oh, yeah. but he doesn't play Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis is canonically Miles Morales' uncle. Got it. So when okay. Donald Glover is like, I got a nephew and I don't like those things on the streets. Got it. Because he lives here. Okay. He's talking about Miles Morales, who <laughs> exists in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Never mind. I have two uh, questions. And sure. one's more of a statement. Where's Mary Jane in this? Were you not? Did you not watch the movie? No, I did, but isn't she supposed to be like a big player? Peter Parker, Peter Parker, pick a pickle, pick a pickle. Zendaya is MJ. There's no what Mary the fuck, Jane. Maisie? Oh, I must have been drunk. I'm sorry. There's well, no Mary Jane in this. Yeah, she said my friends call me AJ, mate MJ, and I just did it. That did not land for me in the god, slightest. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. Okay. Well, I think so. Yeah, her name is not Mary really Jane, but she's that, like, she's MJ. Yeah. Like these movies always need to do two things. They need to be a good movie for people who don't know what the fuck is going on, like my dear sister here. <laughs> but they also need to like fulfill a lot of fan service like mm -hmm. expectations that the crowd has that the people who like know the comic books and all that stuff and it's like it's never going to be a perfect split between like you can't ever serve both audiences perfectly um, yeah i mean i remember seeing some stuff when this movie came out from like the there's a very there's a there's a very vocal uh, i think I'll call it a racist arm of comic book fandom where they were just like, Mary Jane is white with red hair. <laughs> Why is Zendaya Mary Jane? That's not, and, and, it, and it's just like, who fucking cares? Like really who fucking cares? Uh, these people uh, do. 
But yeah, I don't know. I think it was a cute little like it wasn't as bad as in like the Dark Knight Rises when when they're just like, and your middle name is Robin. what (laughs) oh my god it's just like this person is mj peter peter parker has mj that's what it is okay i gotta rewatch this movie not only that but like this is the third spider-man franchise like we've gotten two origin stories like literally we've seen two spider bites and two uncle ben's die yeah like we've gotten gwen stacy storylines like there's no reason to do another mj storyline it's like Peter Parker's other love interest, but is that who Emma Stone is? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Hey, hey, Thank you. <laughs> um, hey! No. Did you guys watch the Andrew Garfield ones for this project or uh, no? No, not for this project. No. Okay. But, How do you feel uh, about? Them? Where do they fit in chronologically with with what we've seen so far? They so they were coming out probably, or they were out. I want to say they were oh, 2015, mean... 2000, okay. or 2012, 2014 where I think the two Andrew Garfield ones, okay. uh, but those, those have nothing to do. Yeah. Nothing to do with the, with the MCU ones. Those were post Toby Sony needed to retain the rights. So they shit out these two movies uh, that I don't think were very good, but um, yeah. Now here kind of fun. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I sure. enjoyed watching this movie for like the Peter Parker scenes and none of the bad guy scenes. I know you it's didn't a like you didn't like movie, but I didn't like that part. Why not? You didn't like him fighting the bad guy. Yeah, I thought it was just boring, and it was like, "Oh, uh, Karen, how long has this system's been in place?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is dumb. Maisie, what would you? What kind of bad guys work for you? I don't think that's the right question. Well, that's the question I'm curious about. For me, <laughs> what kind of bad guys have I liked uh, so far, Tim? I forget um you've really enjoyed you really liked i mean even in movies you didn't like you liked like zemo you liked like helmet yeah. zemo who's zemo uh zemo was the was uh was played by daniel Bruhl uh from inglorious bastards he was in civil war he's just like kind of psychologically trying to take him down oh and uh, what are the villains from friends um in the second iron man oh fucking mickey toys. rourke yeah mickey rourke <laughs> He does have a Rachel haircut in that movie. Um, <laughs> Why did he you like, like Mickey Rourke in that movie? Um, because he was like, I have a birth and I do not like this Iron Man because he stole my technology. Something <laughs> <laughs> I could get on board with. She, she, you seem to like movie, movie, the villains that have like a solid motivation or, or are at least visually interesting. You like, you liked Kaecilius in Doctor Strange, mostly because oh, he had a cool yeah. name. Um, but. Yeah, I I mean you you don't like Loki because you don't like his motivation at all. And I don't like the way he looks either. And yeah, you think he looks like a weird looking. looking. Was that part of it for Michael Keaton? Because he does have a jacked up face at this point. Yeah, his face is so jacked up. Um I liked watching I like watch I liked watching the um Michael Keaton stuff. I didn't like the henchmen in the van parts. Like yeah, the like business the... of the weapon dealer thing. Right, okay, that does get a little stocky. Yeah, I, I think, think it's like... also the balance of the movie where I think that the high school stuff and the him among his friends stuff works really well. Like weird, yeah. it feels very authentic, I think. And that makes it so that the parts where it's just like kind of generically spider-man fights bad guy is a little 
Yeah, we've yeah. seen it before in, but in also, two other like, Spider-Man. So I think these movies go so far to present something fantastical that this movie felt like a, a pretty faithful adaptation of comic book energy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, like low-key, like two-bit weapons dealers just trying to sell wacky shit out of the back of a van. Like, I'm surprised that watching whatever this is, the 17th Marvel movie, like, oh, it's a comic book. I get it. Like, that's what those feel like. Yeah, like, like page to page. You flip a page, it's a big splash screen with with yeah. a, with, a, with him fighting the bad guy. Two pages later, he's in got his backpack on and he's in high school. So yeah. it's about finding that balance. And I think this movie does it largely well, but I can totally see where Maze is coming from. Okay, uh, we're 45 minutes in. We got to keep going. <laughs> Parker says, Saves Davis before being caught by tombs in the vulture suit and dropped in a lake, nearly drowning after becoming tangled in a parachute built into his suit. He is rescued by Stark, who is monitoring the Spider-Man suit he gave Parker and warns him against further involvement with the criminals. So this is the I I remember seeing this in theaters and when the vulture like came when Spider-Man's like gotcha, buddy, and then the vulture just goes, no, you don't. I was I was surprised by it, and I and I went whoo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the noise they want you to make. Yeah, they want you to go oh, in the theater. Oh. But uh, Tony Stark shows up, Iron Man. Daddy he's, Stark uh, babysitting. The Daddy Stark babysitting. Um, he's not using. He's doing it remotely. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, he's oh, like I'm not in, here. In, <laughs> in he's like, a, like an Indian Dubai wedding or something, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, keep moving. There's a forward. cool part that happens yeah. in that where. After Tony Stark hangs up, the suit that visits uh, uh, Peter Parker says, Tony Stark has left the call or something. Yeah. I just wish everyone's phone did that when I hung up on them. It just turns around and it's just like, goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) I want their phone to rocket away from them. (laughs) Yeah. What we also should talk about is Iron Man when he's doing like the hands thing where there's like flames coming out of them and he's flying is the same pose as Mary Potpins. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. That's the, that's that's what we need to talk about. Yeah. And he's here to teach us the same lessons. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there's oh, dogs. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh, no, just came in. Okay. No, Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. I know. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, I oh, 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 oh. Absolutely leaving this in. No, no shot I added this up. The audio is very good. It's okay. Is the audio picking all of this up? Oh yeah, it's just wild dogs and three people saying, hello, hello. It's very good. They, um they were carted away by the dog babysitter and just got back <laughs> carted away good and there they go and now they go just, and just like that they were gone um but yeah but then there's also the mary poppins thing in the gardens of the galaxy mary yeah. poppins cool i'm cool heck yeah whatever mary poppins yo yeah i would love to watch mary poppins and then it, instead of her just opening an umbrella and flying away, she puts on an Iron Man suit. <laughs> Goodbye, children. I have worlds to save. 
And remember, a spoonful of sugar helps them. I do wonder, like, if next time we have guests, if I just secretly don't watch the movie, I wonder how long it would take you for, to realize that I had just not watched the movie. It probably wouldn't take long, you know? I like to think. Yeah, love you know? that action scene with something from The Grinch. Okay, no, Tim's on, on board. On honestly I, I i no very honestly i don't i don't think i would notice okay. because the number of times i've read through a wikipedia thing like i remember we did age of ultron and i was just like oh, what would you think about the the big iron man getting in a big suit and fighting the hulk and you and were I like, like i, I do that. not remember that scene <laughs> <laughs> and i was like that was an enormous action scene in the middle of the movie that we watched two days ago. And you're like, uh, no, I don't think so. So that was blackout. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, Tombs accidentally kills Bryce with one of their weapons, and Schultz becomes the new shocker. So it's that's that that's was that scene we were talking about earlier. Vaporizing that dude. Vaporizes a guy, and he's like, hey, shit. I was just gonna, you know, spook him. <laughs> 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 I was just trying to scare him with the anti gravity awesome. gun, but I get. Oh, oh, he, I mean, that happens to me all the time. That kind of Does not spook him. You can't put them next to each other. You got to label your your space weapons, everybody. This is about space weapon safety. <laughs> it's not about space weapon control. It's about space weapon education. OSHA, but for space. OSHA, but for space guns. Parker and Ned study a weapon Bryce left behind, removing its power core when a tracking device- Is this device... a Tesseract? No. no. It's okay. just one of the the space weapons. Okay. The, it's not the... an Infinity Stone. It is not an Infinity Stone. It is not is a not Mind Stone. No, it is not a Mind okay. Stone. That is in Vision's head. Okay. No Vision in this movie. Sorry. I know you- uh... They do a reference to him because they're going to be bunk mates at the end. <laughs> Yeah, Vision's not one for walls. <laughs> <laughs> We're Avengers. When a <laughs> tracking device on Schultz leads to Maryland, Parker rejoins the decathlon team and accompanies them to Washington, D.C. for their national tournament. So they, 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 they're like, we've seen Spider-Man in New York before. We got to have him go to the nation's capital. Uh, Ned and Parker disable the tracker Stark imp implanted in the Spider-Man suit and unlock its advanced features. So this is a thing where I think I'm pretty sure someone famous voices Karen. Hmm. Who is it? Let me look it up real quick. It's like Jennifer Connelly or something. Oh. Yep, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Who's that? So Jennifer Connelly, she's like a 80s, 90s actress, pretty big. She was in Labyrinth. Uh, she's a little girl in Labyrinth. She's in The Rocketeer. Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, no. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that movie. <laughs> is that That's the one season where... two baby <sighs> season two we're just gonna watch uh 26 times we're gonna watch requiem for a dream the movie <laughs> that fam Darko. the movie that most famously people say yeah i watched that once and i was good <laughs> <laughs> great movie but no thank you not again i thought you were gonna say ass to ass but anyway <laughs> i mean that's like that yeah hey that's why i'm not watching it again the <laughs> 
they so they disable the thing and now he's like advanced spider-man this is a you know kind of a new thing that they do where he's just like the iron he's kind of like iron boy in this he's a little yeah. less spider-man and a little more iron boy where it's just like oh i can fucking kill people in this suit if you yeah, want I can go into you know, mortal combat mode activate instant kill or whatever yeah. you know uh, I don't know, fun little things. He tries to get, uh, stop the vulture, and then he gets trapped in a containment center. Same thing happened says, in Rush Hour 2. We've seen it before. That, wow. That, that, that is, that's a hell of a pull. Uh, but when he's, uh, uh, he, Parker tries to stop tubes from stealing weapons from a DODC truck, but is trapped inside, causing him to miss the decathlon tournament. You know when what I he like about that scene? Yeah, the, the alien technology that allows uh, Tombs to drop into the truck is just the cartoon hole on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. I like. Yeah. It's a. It's a <laughs> You're totally right. Everything is recycled. Nothing is original. This Acme hole in my pocket. And they do set that up earlier because his like uh, underling who does all the technology work the tinkerer the whole yeah the tinkerer puts the hole over the mini fridge yeah. to get a drink and i was yeah. like you know i would do that shit if i had <laughs> yeah. if i had crazy advanced alien technology i'd do it for, for the, the whole dumbest opening the fridge thing is for suckers <laughs> uh when he discovers that the power core is an unstable chitari grenade he races to the washington monument where the core explodes and traps Ned and their friends in an elevator. Parker saves them, including his classmate and crush, Liz. Uh, so he's he likes a girl. He goes to the Washington Monument. They do it. The, 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 he saves them. Cute Th thoughts. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a cool set set piece. It's just I feel like if you had to write a draft that took place only in New York, you could. Here's what I wanted out of this scene, and I sure. didn't get it. You know, in Mrs. Doubtfire, when he has to change into the Mrs. Doubtfire clothes and then go to the other meeting with the guy and then change back, I'm hoping for a little bit of like Spider Man saves the day, gotta go to the decathlon, back to Spider Man. Quick change, a little yeah. quick change job. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what this movie was missing. They don't do that enough. Spider-Man on a date with two different women kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the revolving door needs to make an appearance in yeah. the MCU. Uh, no, I, oh. I like, uh, what I like in this scene is when he, uh, when he like saves him and he's in the elevator and there's a moment where they all kind of look at him and he's just like, hey, how's it going? What, yeah, yeah, going? I'm, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, what? <laughs> puts on a heavy new york it's like they won't know i'm peter if i go hey what's what's what the fuck is going on with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's cute uh days later in new york city aboard the staten island ferry parker captures tombs's new buyer mark mac gargan but tombs escapes and a malfunctioning weapon tears the ferry in half stark arrives to help peter save the passengers but he confiscates Peter's suit as punishment for his recklessness. So the bowl uh, breaks in half. It kind of bobs around like a cork for four or five <laughs> minutes. We're probably at 2 a.m. This is from Titanic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the visual, <laughs> it, the visual that that the listeners didn't get on that was Maisie turning and addressing Charlie, like fully <laughs> as if it were a conversation. Uh, yeah, another big, I guess, kind of big action sequence. It's a classic Spider-Man. It's kind of like the train in Spider-Man Two, where he has to like web on the walls and try and hold the train from seven, but he does that with the Stanley family, but he fails and he needs Tony Stark's help to come and do it. That was I did cool. like the another I like any moment where like the public, like a random member of the public they did this a lot in the Raimi movies where it would just show like a random civilian just being like, what the fuck is that? Or whatever. Well, yeah, or, or, like, <laughs> as someone who lives in New York, when I watch these movies, <laughs> a huge feeling I have is just like these movies are about creating traffic situations. <laughs> like, oh, of course, some maniac split the Staten Island ferry in half again. <laughs> Guess who's gonna be late to work? This guy. <laughs> that was our whole thing during Civil War. Is they're fighting at the airport, and it's just like I gotta get on my flight, but he fucking Ant Man threw Captain America. <laughs> through a plane like <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh. <laughs> yeah but i love i love when like a, a civilian speaks up and there's a moment where 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 he like webs the he webs the two half pieces together and it looks like it's stable and then a guy's just like yes yeah, spider-man yeah <laughs> That's what, yeah, you did it. And then it immediately like starts breaking yeah. apart again. And Tony Stark's got to come and be like, mm -mm, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm your dad. I'm your father. I'm your, <laughs> your quick-talking father, dad. You know, you can't have a suit. Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't have it. You're grounded, mister. The big, the big comic book line in this one where Tony Stark says, Peter. give me the suit. And Peter's like, hey, I'm nothing without the suit. And he's like, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve the suit. You watch RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> please i can't wait to see this connection you're gonna make go at the end of every episode he's like if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love anybody else and it's like you're you are wow. that mm. but you you don't need the suit to be spider-man peter so yeah. tony stark is rupaul, RuPaul. <laughs> also tony stark of all of all the heroes in the mcu he shouldn't be saying that. yeah Good call. Good call. Because what is he without the suit? Exactly. Even Bruce Wayne like knows karate and is a good detective. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Oh, isn't that also? Don't they do something on the Staten Island boat in um the Dark Knight? Yeah, uh, they do. There's a ferry thing. Gotham yeah. City. It's it's much more psychological and boring. And then he smashes the hand <laughs> the guy's hand on a pencil. Yeah. Speaking of Tony Stark, should it why uh, in this movie do they ever explain why Stark is moving Avengers headquarters upstate instead of housing? No, I mean they found a new, they had a new facility, they built a new facility, they uh, established upstate. that, and I think Age of Ultron, Ant Man visits it in Ant Man. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, probably tax related. <laughs> <laughs> tax. I'm paying too much money for this building when we can just be upstate in, in you know in the woods you know pepper you want to go to the woods <laughs> uh parker uh so so he, he takes a suit and parker's yeah. like really sad he goes home to aunt may and he's wearing a, a funny t-shirt yeah <laughs> i survived my trip to new york city he has like, a couple of silly it. graphic tees in this 
It's got the other one that's like, I lost an electron. And the other one's like, are you positive? Because when you lose an electron, you gain a positive charge. This has been, is this scientifically possible? So, thank Parker, you. <laughs> Parker returns to his high school life and asks Liz to go to the homecoming dance with him. Cute Aww. little scene. Just like, oh, you want to go with me? The whole time, the whole Liz and Peter thing, I was like, yeah, but he's got eyes for Zedaya. <laughs> no, though. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah. really no, don't. he doesn't. He like explicitly no, doesn't. No, me and the, I, the only Instagram account I follow is Edu's. <laughs> so in my eyes, all I could think about was Peter and Zedaya forever. Okay. Well, uh, the next Ooh. one, you know, they, you know, there's always. <laughs> The next yeah. one. <laughs> fuck this. Fuck Liz. <laughs> Maisie's just like, didn't even, fuck Liz. I can't She's even, not Zendaya. <laughs> I can't even put together the Zendaya's MJ in this. <laughs> On the night of the dance, Peter oh my discovers God. that Toombs is Liz's father. Toombs is Whoa. Batman. What? <laughs> this was a pearl clutching moment for me. This is very true. Like, truly, this... So I remember seeing it in theaters, and this blew me away. It shocked me. You know, I, a lot of these a... movies, a lot of these movies are very safe, and they have to follow a formula, and you basically know what's going to happen the whole way through. I didn't see this one coming, and maybe I'm dumb, maybe I'm a stupid fucking idiot, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I thoughts on this, the big twist that uh, that Tombs is Liz's father. I think it's clever as hell. I, I thought it was great. I thought I was shocked and did not see it coming i did think that maybe tombs was like a like a uh uncle ben's rice kind of maybe the, he's uncle ben for a second i thought that and then this came along yeah guys what do you what do we what do we think about really solid the big twist yeah. very satisfying i heard Maisie scream michael keaton's the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, that's not, that's not what just got revealed. We knew that. We've known that. It's like, I think you actually said Buster Keaton is the bad guy. So surprised she couldn't talk. That's it. Oh, that's, isn't there a line in Always Sunny where Charlie Day is like, I just watched The Sixth Sense. Did you guys know that, that dude with the hair? That was Bruce Willis the whole time. <laughs> It's like that's not the twist. That's not what the twist was. <laughs> that's what this moment reminded me of. <laughs> Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton the all bad along. Guy. Michael Keaton's the bad guy. Yeah, he vaporized that guy like a half hour ago. You should. <laughs> the first scene of the movie, we know he's the bad guy. I know. I yeah. Well, they allude to the fact that he has a kid in the very beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I, it's also and you can edit this out if it's stupid and controversial. I would never have thought that michael keaton had a black daughter yeah so, i mean no that's the that's that's part of what makes the <laughs> you fell right into their trap I, <laughs> you're canceled lad is this is that great writing i don't know i think it no i, I think it's something it's something intangible that you know that that uh that alludes to it they don't directly allude to it they show that the mom is black um uh but yeah, it's it's something where you're like, I think we automatically make connections, especially because there are so few, and and in the MCO too, so few, uh, you know, people of color in these movies that we're automatically gonna be like, oh, this person of color, are they related to this person of color? 
And so, I don't know, this was a clever reversal of that where it's just like, no, these are families that exist. These, there are, there are black kids with white dads or white kids with black dads. Like it's not un unheard of, but I think it plays against that kind of expectation that you have sort of inherently built in you. Um, and it gives that extra oomph. Yeah, I immediately, first my mind was blown and then I had a lot of journaling and reflection to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why didn't I think that that could oh, possibly this is, happen? This is Check your privilege at the is, door. I'm the problem. <laughs> but I think it's effective. I think they undercut it a bit. They do this in these movies a lot where it's just like very serious moment and it's just like jokes, 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 add joke, add a joke, quick, quick add a joke. Uh, and that's kind of what the scene was where Peter was just so scared and just staring at him. And like hands her the corsage in the box instead yeah. of putting it on her, and it's just like really awkward in the photos. Uh, they it's fix it by having the the scene in the car was very, I thought was very good acting, good I evil man acting from from Keaton. That the acting in that scene was great, but in my head, even though I only watched this twenty minutes ago, he is in the front seat as Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Say okay. my name three times. <laughs> it's 160 times. Keeps getting better. Every time I say it. Oh, kill you, Spider-Man! Don't mention the fact you're talking to a dead guy. Don't mention the fact you're talking to a dead guy. Oh, where am I going? Oh. <laughs> uh, deducing Peekers, about Peekers, Parker's secret identity. Tombs threatens him, so that's the scene in the car where he's just like, "Go show my daughter." That's you, the right answer, pal. You saved, you saved, you saved your life, so I'm not gonna fucking shoot you in the back of my car. <laughs> 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 which would be, which would be even funnier if he was just if if he didn't save Liz earlier in the movie, and he's just like, uh, Peter and I gotta have a man to man talk, and then he just pulls a gun out, just shoots him in the head. Go have fun, honey. Go have fun at your dance. Homecoming. <laughs> A Goodfellas style shot, it's just a wide on the car from the exterior. Yeah, <laughs> a flash goes off. I was literally just Peter's thinking... brains are just <laughs> plastic. Peter Parker's brains just plastic. <laughs> I was literally just thinking because of Marissa Tomei, I would also enjoy Joe Pesci playing uh, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben Vulture. Oh my God, Joe Pesci! Oh man. <laughs> Hey, go be a couple of youths, you know. Come on, go to the homecoming dance. I'm gonna let you go to this dance because you <laughs> saved my daughter. <laughs> I would have liked him as Uncle Ben. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, uh, when you got a bunch of stuff, you know, you gotta do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> that's 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 his. With great power comes great responsibility. Oh, okay. is that from Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. well, that's just a, that's a like, rule for life. Yeah, and each What's time. Them? Well, in each of these movies, they don't say Marvel it. comic. Shut up. <laughs> you know what a comic is? Like a comic book? What is, um... <laughs> Just Joe Pesci as Uncle Ben getting shot. He's like, Frick the fucking devil! Frick the fucking devil! I'll get you, kid! Oh, Peter! Peter, he got me! Beat it, kid. I'm gonna kill that kid. I'm gonna... You wanna steal my car? Is that funny to you? Just pulls out a kitchen knife. Funny how, like Spider Man, like I make you laugh like a comic book. Man. <laughs> uh, 
What's the you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain? That's um that's uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, the Gaga Sisterhood. That's a different movie. <laughs> but they said the same thing. It's true. But I, I, they each time in these movies they change. Like in the first Spider-Man, they say with great power comes great responsibility. That's from the comics, big time Spider-Man thing. And then in the Andrew Garfield ones, uh, where uh, Martin Sheen is playing his is playing Uncle Ben in those movies. Wait, you said in the Garfield movies. In the Andrew Garfield. <laughs> in the, in the movies, in the fridge. In the movies where Garfield is Spider-Man. <laughs> well, that's not a bad tattoo. A Garfield with a spider. That sounds like on. an awful tattoo. <laughs> no, it's a great tattoo. I'm gonna put a full back. All right. Uh, Wait, ben Martin Affleck Sheen style. Plays Uncle Ben in the Garfield ones. Martin Sheen plays Martin Uncle Ben Short. in the. You no, Martin Sheen. Not you Martin Short. Spider. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've mixed up these names before. I mix up Martin Sheen, Martin Short, and Martin, Martin Freeman Lawrence. all the time. Mm. I don't. I, I got Martin Lawrence. I, Wait, I got who's that one Martin down. Smart? Who's the guy who's? <laughs> Who's the teacher in there? Who's Star. Martin Smart? <laughs> Martin Smart. Martin Star. Martin Star. Martin Star. Okay. But Martin Sheen plays Uncle Ben in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man ones, and he says, like, if if you have the ability to do something, you have a responsibility to do that. And it's just like, just, just say oh. the line. And then in, in, in Civil War, they say, uh, to, uh, in Civil War, Spider-Man says, you know, when if you can do certain things and bad things happen and you don't stop it, even though you can do things, then the bad thing happened because of you. And it's just like, just say with great power comes great responsibility. It's okay for you to reuse that line. Why yeah. don't we why are we doing this? What are we doing? What are we doing, gang? One thing that I like in this movie, Spider-Man. there's like there are familiar lines that they say like they're just making them up. Like when Tony Stark is like, "Why can't you just be, you know, like a friendly, you know, mm, neighborhood, neighborhood Spider-Man?" Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> they they underplay it in a way that I think works. Yeah, you got to reference it. It's all about it's all about references and memes, like Maisie said. It's all about you know, the memes for me. All about the memes. Uh, Parker realized Toomes is planning to hijack a DODC plane transporting weapons from Avengers Tower to the team's new headquarters. So the move in upstate has been like sort of an undercurrent plot of like happy. Every time he answers the phone, he's just like, no, we got to get Thor's hammer to to another. He's playing Mr. Guy in the movie. And so he realizes that he's he's trying to do that. So he leaves the dance, dons his old homemade Spider-Man suit and races to Toombs's lair. Um, he's, ambushed, he's ambushed by Schultz and defeats him with Ned's help. So he get, the shocker comes out, and he's got his shocker fist or whatever. He's punching Spider-Man into buses. And then Ned had, like, a little... Yeah. He saved his life. Also, we got to talk go about ahead. the fact that Ned, when he goes to the party at the beginning of the movie, looks like the guy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that on purpose? <laughs> Did they on purpose dress there. him up like Freddy Krueger? Didn't you think that? He's got the red sweater and the hat. I, I just remember the hat. I didn't okay. realize he was wearing a red sweater. You got that Did right? it have stripes yeah, on it? I was like, this feels too specific to be yeah. a coincidence. To not be a direct reference to, you know what'll, what'll make me look cool at this party? Dresses. If I dress up like Freddy Krueger. Well, the fedora is kind of like a like a a dork move for a party yeah. but he mm-hmm. would have worn like a button-down shirt yeah. or something too mm. and all the burns on his face 
<laughs> and the hands and how he with kept the scraping knives. a knife on everything he was watching. <laughs> and how he invaded people's dreams and murdered them, but they mur- were murdered in real life. Well, no, that felt pretty organic. <laughs> so inside Tombs' lair, Tombs attacks Peter, destroying the building's support columns and leaves Parker to die, trapped in the rubble of the collapsed building. But Parker escapes. Does he... It's that uh, it's the old trope of I just need to think harder <laughs> 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 to solve the problem at hand. I just need to be like, I'll do it. I'm Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man. And he lifts the thing. It was like a beautiful. Yeah, it's a big moment for him. Do nothing without the suit. They do that annoying thing that they do in movies, but I get that these movies are for children and Maisie to <laughs> understand. Uh, but when he's like looking at his face in the water and it's got like the Spider-Man mask is sort of half in there and then it plays the audio of Tony Stark saying if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have the suit and it's like I made that connection in my brain yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that one I love that. Ferris Bueller <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the, like yeah. just let it lie let it let your references sit let your believe in yourself Stop listening to. I didn't get that part. <laughs> oh, he believed in himself. That's how he did it. Oh, <laughs> you know, if you would overplace um, that line from earlier, I would have. I would definitely got that. Here's a question: Did he? Does he have that mask on for the remainder of the movie? Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think he. Yeah, it's okay. Wet. So he takes really the mask wet. out of the <laughs> puddle and is just wearing dirty a wet mask. <laughs> I think it gets dried off pretty quickly in the. You know, it's an interesting thing that they totally gloss over in this movie. Tony Stark gives him a suit that's just fabric, but Tony Stark has an Iron Man suit. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna encourage this kid to fight crime in New York City wearing spandex. <laughs> yeah, he can have to... special glasses, but that's it, kid. <laughs> Good luck out <laughs> like, there. Has some shin pads or something. <laughs> like he could easily get shot in the head. It's just like. <laughs> Like Tony's like, oh, I feel like there's a thing with Tony's kind of feeling guilt about putting the putting a kid out in harm's way and stuff like that. But it's like you could have kitted him out a little bit more. You even like lock <laughs> what his suit is capable of underneath, you know, a, a child lock that he has to, you know, jigger. But it's it is very funny. It's like, hey, you know, wait. <laughs> What should I wear I, under this? Like Kevlar? Oh, just your boxers. <laughs> Dude, you got you, you got to prove that you could be an Avenger. You know, we go on dangerous things all the time. So I'm gonna have you walk around Brooklyn and Queens, stopping petty crime. Essentially naked. Guns. <laughs> with criminals who not only have regular guns that could shoot and kill you, but now like alien technology guns. But don't that worry, kill it. Karen has you covered. Karen's got your back. And I'll have a drone go in the water and save your life every now and again. Tony Stark. Hero. Tony Stark. Parker escapes and intercepts the plane, steering it to crash on the beach near Coney Island. You gotta have a big old scene. That was my one. I remember when I first saw this movie, I was like, really excited about how low stakes it all was and then a fucking plane crashes into the coney island like like a landmark on coney island and you're just like oh okay well i feel the exact gotta do that i feel like um the first two set pieces are so big and bright and specific and fun and this is like oh uh okay there's a plane yeah 
And you don't even do anything with Coney Island. I am saying it's boring. I don't like when they make like the boring choice of like, oh, we got to do something big or like, you know, we got to have a plane crash into a thing. We got to have big destruction. You're saying it was boring because it was conventional? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I liked how small this movie was and I would have preferred like a sky battle, you know, like the, the, the plane, you know, he shuts down the plane or he reroutes the plane to go where it's supposed to go. And then Vulture's pissed and they fight in the sky like that's vulture's whole thing is he's in the sky and not so... new york enough <laughs> yeah I gotta <laughs> they could have flown through buildings you could have you know have vulture flying through buildings you know i don't know they didn't do the i as cool as it was that they like likened to queens and stuff i i'm also a little peeved because the next spider-man movie also doesn't take place in new york so it's like they're not doing the quintessential you know swinging through the through the build the big building this guy's trying to steal the empire state building (laughs) yeah come on where's that (laughs) so i wasn't a big fan of the the conclusion finale thing also like he doesn't die like that's another thing everybody's got to stay alive vulture yeah vulture but i guess you want to probably keep michael keaton in your pocket in case you can use him again (laughs) uh no. What? Hey, hey, let me out of here. <laughs> hey, wow, 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 you making me I've got, I've got way more range than you think. <laughs> he and Tombs continue fighting, ending with Parker saving Tombs' life after the damaged vulture suit explodes. Parker leaves Tombs for the police along with the plane's cargo. So, uh, big finale scene. Uh, Maisie, thought, did you have thoughts on the, the ending? I thought it was like, oh, good boy, you're saving your friend's dad, good boy. (laughs) Sure, sure, good boy. Like, pat him on the head. Yeah, I was like, nah, you need some grit, Peter. You're never going to make it in this town unless you got some grit. Yeah, he should have just snapped his neck. Yeah. (laughs) Walk away. man of steel, just... Well, I mean, you think about... You think about it's hard not to compare these to the other Spider-Man movies because there's been so many other Spider-Man movies. But if you think about like the first uh, Spider-Man movie with, with where the final set piece is Green Goblin has the kids and Mary Jane and he's like, you must choose ah, Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't remember uh, this part because I wasn't in the theater. <laughs> because you were scared of the Green Goblin. Spider-Man. But, but then he, you know, finds a way to save both of them. And then the final scene is like in a in a broken down brick building, where they're just kind of duking it at each other, and they beat the shit out of each other. It's kind of brutal, like he's he's bleeding and stuff. And then it ends with uh, Goblin accidentally killing himself with his own glider. You can't. You, I feel like the the way that these movies are set up, it's hard to get emotional moments like that, um, which is kind of a bummer. And with with the end of this movie, it's kind of a bummer for me that it's just like, all right, then the plane crashes and then he shoots the webs and he, and the day is safe. Yeah. It just seems a little like yeah. quick and a little less risky. And I, I, all these movies can't be too risky because of they're a part of a greater timeline. You can't like, you know, fuck with the future movies by being creative. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's just what I wanted to say. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because like, these movies sort of uh, there's a whole meta textual conversation about like how much killing Disney is w- willing to show in yeah. action movie. But like, I think Spider-Man out of all of the 
Marvel superheroes seems the least interested in killing anyone. Mm-hmm. So well, like, a kid, you know, yeah, so it's hard to... which is weird that this is not a Disney movie. This is like not you can't watch this on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a weird thing with Sony still retaining a lot of the rights right. to Spider Man. We so not th- watch this on Disney Plus. Amazon no, I think Prime. we rented it oh. on Prime. Yeah, so the three MCU movies that are not on uh, Disney Plus are Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and uh, The Incredible Hulk. And those aren't on Disney Plus because of weird rights entanglements and stuff like that. So have to um, go to some weird BitTorrent website to watch The Incredible Hulk. Don't say that! (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anyone that. And Charlie would know he has gotten a cease and desist letter. <laughs> That's true. I got a. Oh, this well, actually ties in quite nicely. I got a cease and desist letter from NBC for uh, torrenting Army of Darkness, which was directed by Sam Raimi. Hey, there yeah. you go. Hey, we got all there. Circle. It's all coming together. We're all. I was in jail for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you okay, man? Uh, I'm, I'm real you strong since... now. <laughs> <laughs> you are, I was going to say. Uh, uh, after her father's arrest, Liz moves away. She's just like, eh, Peter, you, like, th- there's a very sad scene where she's just like, yeah, you fucking like left us at the decathlon. You left me at homecoming. And now my dad is going to, do- why are you like, why are you talking to me? Peter? Yeah. Like, it's almost like a ruin my life. Know, harsh realization. Um, Parker declines an invitation from Stark to join the Avengers full time. And Stark proposes to Pepper Potts. So there's a scene where Tony Stark is like, we're going to reveal you as the newest member of the Avengers. I'm going to give you a big old shiny, shiny new suit. There's that, there's that suit that, you know, we were, (laughs) it's like, you proved yourself. You almost fucking died. But so here uh, you, you get to have this one. And he's like, the Lycra suit. He's like, no, I don't want it. I don't want to do that because I just want to be a kid. And I like that they did the thing where it's like, this was a test, right? And then he leaves and it was not a test. So yeah. It's like, the kid just actually made a very emotionally mature decision. Yeah. <laughs> and so then wait, they, so is, he an Avenger, is he an Avenger or not? Because I wasn't really sure where we left it after that. Is this- I think that word does, like, what's that word mean, really? Yeah. Um, I think he's not officially on the Avengers team, but he okay. is a superhero who is, you know. He's an alternate. Yeah, he, yeah, I would say, yeah, that's a great way of thinking of it. He's a he's a redshirt freshman. That's okay. what's happening with with uh, with Peter Parker. They're just so saving him are- sports reference. So we are yeah. also supposed to believe that Stark proposes to Pepper. I mean, I know yeah. that they have, like, the ring and everything, but... Okay. They are presumed uh, engaged. Proposed. Betrothed. They are are proposed betrothed. Uh, Stark also returns a Spider-Man suit to Parker, who puts it on just as his Aunt May walks in. That's the end of the movie, is her yelling, what the fuck, but PG-13, you gotta cut that fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Hey! Oh! Let's go! (laughs) I used to think, I used to think, that, have I already said this on the podcast? I used to think that song was saying, let's kick butt. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Why yeah, wouldn't you think that? Uh, your, your child brain isn't going to be like, oh, well, obviously he's saying Blitzkrieg pop. That's yeah. definitely. <laughs> let's kick butt. Uh, in a mid credit scene, the incarcerated Gargan approaches Tombs in prison saying he has heard that the latter knows Spider-Man's real identity, Tombs 
denies this. And then in what I think is probably my favorite post credit scene in all of these movies, you sit in the theater, you wait through the credits, and you just get Captain America walking out there, putting his hand down and being like, we're here to talk to you about patience. Sometimes you wait and it's not satisfying. Yeah. We done? Yeah, very <laughs> that was I was just like, hell yeah. Like, fuck this trend of all these goddamn teasers that yeah. I have to wait. The, the, I just saw the new Spider-Man movie. The credits were like 15 minutes long. And I just sit there and all I get is a two second scene. And it's just like, man. <laughs> Are we supposed to believe that there's anything significant about Michael Keaton saying that he doesn't know who Spider-Man is. It feels meant to set up something, yeah. but I can't imagine yeah. what it sets up. Uh, as of all the films released, we have not seen Michael Keaton again. So uh, oh. it, it could have been them, you know, just doing a thing. There is a thought that he might be in uh, the Morbius movie uh, with Jared oh. Leto that's coming out, but uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm trying to, I'm trying to both not spoil and not pull my, you know, he hasn't arrived yet. I think that the that that scene was supposed to be because Gargan in the comics is the Scorpion, the Spider-Man villain, the Scorpion. So I think that they were kind of putting that there to be like, just in case we want to use the Scorpion or I think what's significant is that Michael Keaton's a good guy. And, yeah. you know, that character wasn't going to give up that information. He's which... dead first. Dad first. Villain. Super villain second. Is Morbius Sony or MCU? That's but Sony, yeah. Is it so at all? Be the, that'll be in the Venomverse. Is in the Venomverse? No, oh, yeah. what is the Venomverse? Uh, it's the Venom movies with Tom Hardy. Are is you guys going there? through those? Wasn't he Bane? No. He was Bane, yeah. He was Bane. But that's, uh, yeah, that's Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man. That is Spider-Man. Uh, final thoughts, I guess. Uh, final maybe. thoughts. Yeah. I um I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was cute and fun. Uh, I'm still kind of riding on the high of how much I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But yes. I thought this was I thought this was pretty good. And I'm also really excited to watch Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's the next one. That's a big deal. Uh, Matt and Charlie, thoughts? Final thoughts on? I mean, on I just want to say thank you for making this movie, Tim. Uh, it was yeah. fun for me to watch. I'm excited <laughs> to see what else uh, you yeah. have up your sleeve. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I, you'd think my apartment would be better. You know. <laughs> I uh, I will say, hey, as long as a Spider-Man movie has like one New Yorker being like, yay, <laughs> I'm satisfied. And Tim. Best of luck figuring out what happened with 9/11. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I got, I got <laughs> so much. I got so much string. I, mean, I got a, my string. <laughs> I got all this red yarn. <laughs> I got all this red yarn and all these tacks. Yeah. I keep stepping on tacks. I've got calli tack calluses on the bottom of my feet. <laughs> Start walking around. Nobody I tells you when you get into independent investigation, you need a lot of tetanus boosters. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever told me that. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, this movie was a uh, kind of pretty much a mega hit. Uh, it made eight hundred eighty million dollars at the box office. Uh, it's kind of amazing that it that it wasn't a train wreck because it was the first movie that was uh, kind of co-produced between Sony and Marvel. So they're kind of they still to this day are kind of tugging with the rights on Spider-Man because he is such a cash cow. Um, this movie had six right. The the screenplay is credited to six people. 
And that is kind of crazy that this movie wasn't like a jumbled nightmare mess when it's just six different hands in the pot trying to make it uh, point forward. Um, yeah, but that's Spider-Man. That was the 16th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And next week, next week, Maisie, we have hyped it for so long. Uh, good. Thor Ragnarok is is next up on, on the docket. We get the return of Thor. Uh, a lot of different characters we love. Taika Waititi was the director on this one. Is he in movie. it? He is in it. He plays uh, a character in it. I'm not going to spoil uh, what he does <laughs> in it because it's fucking great. It's so, uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. But yeah, uh, we'll, we're looking forward to doing that one. That'll be next great. week. Thank now, you so much. Now I want to talk about that one. Because that's <laughs> yes. kind of the one that not only saved Thor as a franchise, because the second one was so stupid, but the second was dumb. Was was sort of like a shot in the arm for the entire MCU to be like, here's what you can do, and people seem to love it. This yeah. is the movie that everyone is like, have you gotten to Thor Ragnarok yet? This is the movie everyone like across the board, majority favorite. Have you watched that one? Have you recorded that one? Send me that one when you record it. Yeah, no one said like, that actually, but no one, no one has said, please let me listen to you talk about it for 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, that's that's like top three for me, I think. I mean, I really like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We talked about that last week. I just love that movie. I think it's just fucking excellent. But uh, yeah, that uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok and I think Infinity War are like my three favorite ones of these movies that have been made. So, and we're getting them basically three, four in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So cool. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, Matt and Charlie, thank you so much for being guests uh, this week. Thank you both for having us. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Tim. It was a good addition. It was a, it was a, it was a laud massacre. I felt outlawed over here, but. Um, well, which one was the one that we watched with my mom and dad? That was uh, that was Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah, dude. we watched we watched Age of Ultron with your parents, and they walked in thirty minutes into the movie, and then and fell they, asleep. And then your dad fell asleep, and the mom, your mom, just kept being like, hmm, "That Jeremy Renner, he's attractive in a weird way." <laughs> <laughs> Is that? Where did I recognize that that voice from? Is that it's the Blacklist? <laughs> <laughs> She immediately, no, she she clued in immediately the moment he spoke. She was like, is that Spader? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is that Robert California? <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Yay, goodbye. Thank, goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you, Thor, next week. Yeah. The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod, and if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624, and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>